And welcome to episode 12 of WTF Anime, the show where, just for you, we'll perform filthy acts at a reasonable price. I'm, of course, your host, Joe. And joining me as usual, parting like it's 1999, is Travis. Oh, I'll do filthy acts for free. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) There we go. You heard it here first. That's right. (laughs) Unless you uh, hang around the streets of Ohio. Don't on do a Friday that. evening. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Excellent. So, good, here, good stuff. It is. And we're closing out JoJo's month. Woo! Yeah, with the best part that has been animated. Which, you know, <laughs> one out of four, it's not really uh, It's not really a big thing to say, considering that we've had part one and part three to cover. So. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're still churning away on it, right? Uh, we've not heard anything as of the recording of this podcast. Part 5 has not been announced as being animated. It'll come, Joe. I know you're waiting. You're waiting anxiously for, for Part 5 to be a thing. I'm sure, and Prince's lawyers are ready for it, too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's 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 always a problem with JoJo's. I'm sure it is. Honestly, the further I've watched, I, I can understand why that's a thing. <laughs> but we should probably tell the good people what we watched today. Yeah. So today we watched uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four, Episode Twenty One. Yoshikage Kira wants to live peacefully. <laughs> kind of, sorta, but not really. <laughs> of course, he wants to live peacefully. With the occasional murder. He just wants a quiet life. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, everybody's got a hobby. Exactly. Exactly. And if there's one thing we learn about Kira in this episode, it's killing women and taking their hands out for dates and also clipping his nails. Yep, that's a thing, guys. And that's how we open up this episode. Actually, Ah, yeah. Segway. Bam. Look at you, you podcast professional. Yeah, it only (laughs) took me 12 episodes, but I finally know how to podcast. (laughs) <laughs> That's probably not true. <laughs> no. no, it's not. No. All right. So, yes, we open up with some nail clipping and some hand dating. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we kind of get this very familiar thing that we've had with the part four episodes, where it will start off with uh, the jingle for the local radio station, and then it will zoom in to where that is being played uh, at this point particular point of time it is being played in the house of yoshikage kira who has been referenced a lot in the preceding episodes of part four and uh, i believe an episode or two prior uh, a ghost showed up and told our main characters that this guy has been murdering people for 15 years you should probably find him and kill him okay so i've learned a lot In the Mm -hmm. last minute or so as you've talked, because I saw exactly one episode of it, and it's this one. 
So well, that's wow. not exactly true, is it, Travis? That was part three, wasn't it? You have seen two episodes of part four by accident. Yes, I did, because <laughs> I'm bad at things. <laughs> Travis is very bad at following instructions. Like, we need to do, we need to start recording very focused and, like, actually start the episode rather than talk for seven minutes. Um, <laughs> that has literally never been an instruction you gave me, sir. <laughs> Hasn't it been, though? No, it hasn't. <laughs> I feel like I give you this instruction every time we sit down and record a podcast. I will die upon this hill. That is not an instruction you've given me. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from me being right. Uh, yeah, so we kind of zoom in on Yoshiko Kira uh, enjoying breakfast with his girlfriend. Uh, he has cooked a lovely dish uh, and is just selling down to enjoy it like a normal couple would. Yes, indeed. And he's chatting her up and being all sweet and all that good stuff. By the way, did anybody else hear the quote fingers on Girlfriend when Joe said that? I did. No, I I was not making quote fingers. I as far know, as he's it, concerned, that's his girlfriend. It is indeed. And if you hadn't picked it up from earlier, yeah, his girlfriend is a hand. A yep, severed hand. His girlfriend hand. is a severed hand. And I, he places a uh, a lovely ring on her finger. Oh, yeah. He's he's a very romantic dude when it comes to loving on a hand. It's fucking weird, you guys, okay? This whole thing has been weird. Do not kink shame. I swear to God, I have drawing the line here. You cannot kink shame Kira. <laughs> I'm not going to kink shame him, but I don't think murder is a, a proper kink. <laughs> I don't think you've tried hard enough. To murder? <laughs> you don't know my life. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a hand. Um, actually, a, a brilliant point of order for the people who haven't just watched this one episode. Uh, the manga originally uh, started off with a... A kind of monologue about the town of Morio from a character called Koichi, who I who is not in this episode. He's referenced, but yeah, he's kind of the he's the speed wagon of part four. Like he does all the narration, he talks about all the characters. Uh, but in the manga, he started off part four with a monologue about the city and like strange things might be going on. In this, we get the radio jingle. And we kind of, like, settle in on someone cooking breakfast, obviously a woman, uh, and then we kind of pull away and we see that the um, hand that was doing all the preparation was just a severed hand. And JoJo's, the anime, very rarely, like, moves away from the source material, but in this, when it does it, it does it fantastically. And the whole kind of first, basically first half of this series is kind of preamble to what is the actual plot um so you get like a lot of character stuff and basically hey stands are really weird this time trust us um <laughs> yeah this time <laughs> yeah. you guys this time it's really weird this time they're weird um so it's really all just kind of ramping up for the part where they meet a ghost and she tells them about yoshikage kira but he has always been in the background like you've seen him in like shots uh, of just like a busy like a busy train station like they'll show the back of his head and 
of course, like people who watch it will just be okay, cool. There's like people here, but they've always hinted at he is the true kind of villain and like the reason that Morio is kind of perceived as kind of a dark place to be. You know what? Uh, this is all. This is all. You're educating me here right now. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. I didn't know any of this. That's actually a really cool touch. I like when they go real subtle with a thing, and then you look back at the big picture and you're like, "Oh wow!" So yeah, that that's kind of a cool touch. And yeah, yeah, I it's... don't, I don't get that from the one episode, but I'm kind of glad that that you just informed me of that. I mean, yeah, it's it's one episode, and I picked this episode because, guys, it's Yoshikage Kira's first episode, and he is the best. <laughs> but I, I think we should probably actually talk more about the episode. Uh, so let's lead into the opening. Uh, this is the second opening of part four. First, of course, being Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town, and this is Chase. This whole song is about finding Kira. Uh, from the visuals to the actual song, um, there are so many, like, really... Again, with JoJo openings, there are so many cool visuals that look cool if you have no idea, like, what's going on, but... Which if I do <laughs> Yeah, if you've read the manga, you're going back to it. Like, there are some awesome, awesome, uh, like, Easter eggs in there. Uh, so the song is actually... I thought it was pretty kind of generic anime. JoJo is usually very flamboyant about its openings. Uh, I think at least you can see from the previous ones. This actually just feels like a normal anime uh, opening. Yeah, um, I didn't have too many notes in here about the the opening. I've I've watched one. Well, I can't say one episode from all the seasons because once again, maybe I'm not so great at directions. But uh, <laughs> this one didn't necessarily – I think to truly appreciate these, you have to watch the whole thing or be a big fan of the manga series, which mm. I qualify for none of those things. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how much I really want to kind of go into uh, spoiler territory on these, but, you know. I wouldn't like- because this – it sounds like it's a really big, awesome uh, – you know, uh, bro soap opera of a manga <laughs> series. And somebody might want to look into that at some point or another. So don't spoil. That'd yeah, be a yeah. bad idea. Everyone who's listening should watch the entirety of JoJo's. If you take one thing away from me talking about this, that's what you should take away. Yeah. Um. You know what? After watching a few episodes, what I can tell you is this show is bizarre as fuck. So uh-huh. there's that. Are you getting ready to say that you'll watch it? I think I would watch it, yeah. Yay! I know, you're so excited right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes! I I want to watch it and catalog all instances of Spear so that I can turn that over to Joe for hashtag mm-hmm. Spearwatch. Yep. yep. <laughs> As you do. I expect it on my desk by Monday. Uh, that's a tall order. <laughs> Dude, you're on vacation. You can watch all, like, 60-plus episodes of JoJo's. I could, but I could also do other things on vacation. (laughs) Mm, I'm not sure there's many things better than binging all of JoJo's. And for me to binge that much, that means I have to get 
uh, my lovely wife, Susan, uh, who I'm going to give a shout out to right now. Uh, she is sitting in the room watching me podcast. We have a live studio audience, folks. Uh, Yay. <laughs> woo! There's no way in hell I'm getting her to sign on to watch 60 plus episodes of this anime. Oh, the Just- look on her face, guys. If you could see, it's, it's amazing right now. Now she's smiling because I'm referencing the look on her face. You know what? I should probably stop from the, the live uh, commentating of facial expressions of my wife and get back to the podcast. All you need to do is tell her that it's Joe's second favorite anime. This is Joe's second, second favorite anime. You, you apparently need to watch this. You need to watch this and Yuri. Am I right? Did I get it right? I think I did. <sighs> See, I keep struggling with this because I think Yuri is probably my favorite. But also there's a third... like. like before Yuri came along, my first favorite was, like, set in stone forever. So, like, you're in a relationship, but it's complicated kind of thing? I think so. I think so. And if my favorite series was, like, also super... Hmm, no, it's pretty gay. But explicitly <laughs> gay? Um, yeah. We, we'll talk about it another time. We've, ta- we've been recording for like now 15 minutes and we've talked about the opening scene and the opening we are bad podcasters <laughs> are we though i'm having a good time <laughs> yeah 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 that's fair so we have the opening uh and the kind of first scene we get into in the anime is yoshikage kira leaving work for his lunch break uh and he's approached by some of the new hires who's like that dude's really hot, let's eat lunch with him. But he's just, he's caught up in his work and he's got to return these documents. And some other co-worker shows up and is just like, explains literally everything about Kira, which is, he's boring, he's a bachelor, he's 33 years old, and he never seems to have fun when we invite him out. Yep, um, he's literally like the most stereotypical, that guy's probably a serial killer, serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> What are your other qualifications for being a serial killer? That's a different podcast. <laughs> is it though? Because we're literally talking spoilers, guys. Yoshikage Kira is a serial killer. <laughs> is that a spoiler? He dates a fucking hand. It's not <laughs> that a is spoiler, not a spoiler. But, you know. But um, no, like, what other tropes does he feel? Like he is hyper intelligent, but doesn't want to show off, so he always finishes third to sixth place in anything. Uh, let's see, he has, uh, OCD, like, very, very high OCD, including mm-hmm. clipping his nails off and measuring them. I mean, what else do you need to be a serial killer? Uh, the, the drive to repeatedly kill to fix, uh, fulfill some fantasy or fetish? Oh, well, look, we got that one, too. We got that yeah. one, too. So, I mean, we're firing on onto all cil- uh, cylinders at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we basically outlined that Yoshiko Kira is a serial killer in a short talk of some very nosy and somewhat observant co-worker. Uh, and then he uh, heads off to lunch with his girlfriend. And of course, uh, his girlfriend, yeah, he's getting attention from all these new hires. He has to assure her that, you know, he, he doesn't really care about them. Like, he's totally into her and he blew them off immediately. This is like the animated version of a, a Criminal Minds episode, almost. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has that feel. It really does, because it's like the day in the life of a psychopath. Mm. It, it, it's like slice of, a slice of life if they followed a serial killer. 
kind of deal. Pretty much, and that's that's really what this episode is. Like we head into um, Saint Gentleman's, uh, a Moriocho renowned uh, sandwich shop where they always ha- are sold out, but they always have freshly made ingredients. Uh, and of course, we learn this because he's talking to his girlfriend. Yes. He's got to narrate the day. I mean, a hand doesn't have eyes, doesn't have ears either, so I, I don't understand. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't date hands. I don't know how this works. Well, you know, I'm not saying you should try it because you're married, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's got hands. I don't know. <laughs> So <laughs> he settles on a sandwich, and of course we have the beautiful scene of him breaking the wrapper, getting uh, katsu sauce on it, and then just licking the hand, because of course. Yeah, that's hot. No, it's not. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we cut to the park, and he's having this lovely picnic. Don't want to talk about Duang. Um, so when uh, when the manga was, like, fan-translated... Yeah. Um, this scene is pretty much infamous because they mistranslated Moriocho, which is the name of the town that they're living in, uh, and just called it Dewang. <laughs> Dewang? Dewang, yep. So we have uh, Yoshiko Kira just sat, sat under a tree being, ah, yes, what a beautiful Dewang. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> So, we, yeah, we. <laughs> I think this is the part where we kind of get to the point where he realizes that the hand is decomposing and is just like, I should probably dump her and find a new girl. Yeah, she's she's just not, just not as fresh as she used to be. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> uh, and then we get the thing of dogs always know what evil people look like. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dogs, they can detect ghosts, evil people, um... Tornadoes, um... Mailmen. Yeah, yeah, there's a... Dogs do a lot, you guys. Hmm. You just don't recognize the the efforts they're putting in for you in their life. Uh, We're now getting to the point where he's tired of his, quote, fingers, girlfriend, and he's gonna need a new one, but for right now, he's gotta find somewhere to drop her off kind of deal. And he puts said girlfriend in his sandwich bag. I think I've got that right. I've got that right. Yeah. 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 And then we kind of we cut away from that to in the same park. Oh boy! Remember when we talked in part two about uh, Araki? Just like he knows what human beings look like, but sometimes he just wants to draw them really weird. Sometimes he chooses to disavow any knowledge of what human beings is. Yep. Yep. Uh, and we have uh, we have Shigechi meeting uh, Okiyasu and our hero of the piece, who barely appears in this episode, uh, Josuke uh, Higashikata, who of course has a fantastic pompadour. If you're gonna if you're gonna have anything that's fantastic, it ought to be a pompadour. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we get uh, we get references to previous episodes where. Uh, Shigeki, Okiyasu, and Josuke won a lot of money in the lottery due to their combined uh, stand powers. Uh, and I think 
we can kind of talk about um, this a little bit, but part four is very different to uh, part three, where part three had a set goal where they would strictly have to antagonize people to get to Cairo and beat the shit out of Dio. In part four, it's very much a slice of life anime, but also stands are involved, and we kind of get to see like how normal people would use stands. You know, what's funny about that is I've often talked about what if I were a Jedi, and I've come to determine I would do things like use the Force to change the channel on the TV. Exactly. Because like, I'm lazy. <laughs> like, you have a supernatural ability that, I guess in the case of um, uh, Shigechi, like, he has thousands of these little tiny creatures that are invisible to almost everyone, uh, that he just runs around and, like, picks up small change and, lo- like, parts of, uh, like, coupons and lottery tickets. Like, if you had a stand that had that ability, like, yes, you would use it to just, like, get small change that, like, has fallen out of, uh, fallen out of view of regular humans. Like, I think it, uh, it stuff like that, I like that because it, it's humanizing superpowers. Because people are lazy, and if you had a superpower that could function as an everyday convenience, that's what you would do with it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, we get this, uh, we get the little interchange of um, referencing stuff that happened previously, and Josuke and Okiyasu need to borrow some money from Shigechi, and Shigechi being... Uh, before high school, um, I, I don't, I guess middle school, but I don't know what the Japanese system is. I, I don't know either. It'd it'd be middle school over here in the US too. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no anime about middle schoolers. It's always high school, so. (laughs) Well, I think at that point they're officially breaking laws. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, he's a fucking idiot and basically puts a sandwich down uh, that he also got from St. Gentleman's to write down an IOU and the dog we saw in the previous scene basically just like oh cool, a sandwich, I'm going to eat the shit out of this that's what they do mm-hmm. but you know I want to go back and talk about the, this character because you said that they they don't draw humans, well sometimes he doesn't draw humans well or chooses not to because everybody else looks fairly human. I mean, they might look ridiculous, but they look human ridiculous. Yeah, sometimes Araki just decides to draw blobs with spikes for heads. Right. Sometimes it- he thinks that hair looks like uh, a waffle iron, but... Yeah, you know. uh, these are things that happen. And in this particular case, he said, well, what would happen if Yoda fell in love with and had children with, like, a really aggressive sex toy? I'm talking, like, studs and shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, yeah. Ex- you're exactly. going to know this is being used on you kind of sex toy. Um, <laughs> that is this character. Their their child is this character. That is what has happened. Yep. Human beings birthed and raised this thing. <laughs> if you say so. I mean, in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... This, like, people who, like, looked at this child and was just like, yeah, I think we can have another go and just, like, abandoned it in, like, a <laughs> in a bin somewhere. <laughs> like, that would be the normal response. But, of course, in JoJo's, they're just like, yeah, I'll raise this and love it as my own. That's a people. Yeah, that's fine. This is fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, <laughs> last one. We got to close this out. <laughs> yep. We're, we're almost there. We've talked about, I would say, about seven minutes of the episode. <laughs> Sad but true. That that's that's not a, even a lie. So, kind of the the crux of the conflict of this episode is Shigechi has lost his sandwich because a dog ate it, and he sees several feet away, like several feet away, uh, a St. Gentleman's sandwich bag, which of course we know is Kira's sandwich bag with a human hand in it, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I uh, must have just left my sandwich over there. I guess like that's that's a thing." Uh, and picks it up and runs away with it. Yeah, you guys know how you just misplace sandwiches all the time? That's yeah, a thing yeah. that people do. And then find them several feet away under a tree, not on the path they were just walking down. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally normal. Continue. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Kira, of course, notices this and is just like, well, I guess I've got to get that hand back because... Like, my fingerprints are all on this hand, and they'll be able to track the uh, the ring back from where I bought it, because he had it custom-made, I guess? Because, look, dude has money, and he treat a girl right. That's right. Uh, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it, and he did. A custom mm-hmm. ring, you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, really, kind of the... Like I say, the meat of this episode is him trying to get the the sandwich bag back. Right. Um, uh, I, I'd call this one like a comedy of errors now. It's just trying to get the the bag back and then just stupid things happening where he's foiled. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I think really, like, <laughs> there's, apart from, like, the end, and maybe a few bits in between, like, feel free to chime in if there's, like, anything else you kind of like picked up but we can really just kind of cut to um shigechi uh has his lunch in the uh like the gym teacher's office where they like keep all the uh the gym equipment um kira follows him back uh and josuke and okiyasu who said they weren't going to be eating their lunch there return to eat their lunch there and so kira spends a lot of time inside like a uh, a vault horse yep uh that that's all accurate so far um the only thing that i'd go back and comment on is that uh yoda sex toy is literally the most annoying character i have encountered in all of jojo's actually has- most of them weren't too annoying but oh, he takes the cake. It's like just the worst, you guys. The voice He has a ugh. fantastically perfect voice for his character. But his character's terrible. <laughs> I, I hate mean, him so much. Is it terrible or is it just annoying? Well, if something's terrible or annoying, doesn't that kind of make it terrible to you? No, because what if you write a character to be, like, so annoying and, like, removed from what normal people would be, like Shigechi is? Wouldn't you say, then, if you made him annoying and people felt annoyed by him, that you you did the character correctly? You would, but I'm talking from a consumer point and not a writer's point. And from a consumer's point, he's the worst, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fine. He dies in the next episode. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> you spoiled that for me, and I I literally wrote it into my head canon when we were reviewing the episode real quick on a rundown that it happened in this episode because it made mm-hmm. me so happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like, this manga is, like, 20 years old. Like, part four is about 20 years old, so I I don't give a shit about spoiling it. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. I told you not to, but... Hey, no, I didn't spoil the opening. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> which is part of the anime that came out last year. Well, there you go. So, like, <laughs> the Statue of Limitations have gone on the manga, so I can... I can talk about stuff in the manga, like Mona Lisa, all that shit. But uh, <laughs> the anime is kind of off limits. <laughs> F- fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, that was about it uh, for me as far as other things. Uh, you can continue on where we were. Comedy mm. of errors ensues. He's hiding and making attempts to, to get the bag back. And then something will happen. And he'll have to retreat back to his position in hiding and... Yada yada. Yeah, yeah. It gets to the point where it's um that like the bag is like so far away that he can't like reach out the vault horse and grab it, and Josuke is eating his lunch on top. And um there is a thing there that kind of relates to a thing that he says later. Um uh Kira basically mentions in kind of like an internal monologue as he's walking away from what happens now. Um the luck is always on his side as long as he reviews the situation calmly. Uh, so just kind of like sitting here in the uh, gym prep room is a coat hanger, which is, after he unfolds it, a perfect length to be able to grab the sandwich. Which he does. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, honestly, as far as we know, at this point, luck really does seem to be on his side. He he seems to have some, some luck. Lux superpowers going on almost. <laughs> Which is hilarious because his stand does not have that power. He is just and I love this. Um I'm gonna make no bones about it, but Yoshiko Kira is one of my favorite villains in media. Um and there are a lot of great villains in JoJo's themselves. Kira will always be my favorite because of like a lot of the other villains that like we see in media are like specifically said to have like superpowers or are just like hyper intelligent in some way. It's why I like stuff like it's why like Hannibal Lecter is a great villain because he actually, is you just know what? Me. That's funny. I was going to mention him as yeah. my favorite bad guy in any media I've consumed. Cause I watched the movies and then I went back and actually read the books mm. just because I liked the, the, the character of Hannibal Lecter so much. And that's kind of the feel I get from him. I mean, he doesn't have as much the the erudite uh, upper class feel, at least not in this episode. He just seems like a normal guy that's trying to as hard as he can to blend. But Mm. I I get I get some Hannibal in here with uh, Yoshikage. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just because he is so human, like humans are flawed. Humans have urges and drives and sometimes they extend off to like insane levels but there's nothing supernatural about kira within the world of jojo's obviously he has a stand power but the character himself has been doing this even without 
a stand. Like, this is still him, and he continues to do exactly as he sees is fit and right, despite having this insane supernatural ability. Like, he's such a human character, which feels weird to say in an anime, considering all the stuff we've talked about Kira already, but I, I just love this character, and... <laughs> yeah, just kind of the... We actually kind of talked about it in uh, part one, where Dio talks about the schemes of humans will always unravel, but the schemes of Yoshikage Kira seem to transcend that. He is a human, and all of his schemes work because he has luck, or like, as he says, um, like he reviews situations calmly. He's just real good at game theory, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. He he deals with problems with the tools that he has available, which is JoJo's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I've got to say, out of all the episodes that I've reviewed uh, for JoJo's, including the extra one that you guys will never hear about um, <laughs> for this month, this one was my, my favorite. I actually like this the best, even though, mm. even though of all the characters that I've seen from JoJo's, this one had the one that I hated the most. Mm. But I did like Yoshikage uh, quite a lot, actually. It, it was good. He's he's relatable in that he's a human uh, villain, and when I say human villain, I mean he's written like a person. He's a person with this deep flaw that you know. He's got a hand fetish, uh, even beyond what I'm sure most people have if they have a hand fetish. Uh, but he feels like a real person. So that was cool. I, and that's probably why it was my favorite. It wasn't, this wasn't an over the top episode where everybody was broing out. Yeah. Yeah. It helps that, like I said earlier, like part four is very, very different to its previous parts in that it feels more human than just shonen heroes doing shonen hero things yep uh yep, yep. <laughs> i could see that uh when you say shonen i immediately think of one punch man forever and ever because you know that was kind of yeah, yeah. where we started and i saw a meme today with someone dressed as one punch man and mm -hmm. i don't know it's, it's all coming together right now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you guys <laughs> My anime education, it's its working for me. I knew who the fuck that was in the in the meme. Well, you said One Punch Man. You didn't say his actual name, so... Nope, I forgot that well. because... Yay. Reasons. <laughs> because Scotch reasons? Probably Scotch reasons. Yeah. It's a, it's a delightful 15-year-old that I'm drinking this evening, Joe. It's, it's fine. Man, out of context, <laughs> that's terrible. Okay, that's, that's uh, yeah. a sound bite that's going to be played at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I murder you first. Uh, just promise me one thing. Promise you'll keep my hand. Oh, I'm dating the shit out of your hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we're, we're very off track. Um, we are. Like we say, that's that's where we do our best work. <laughs> yeah. There's not really much else to talk about this episode. There is kind of a there is this comedy of errors, and eventually everyone scarpers from the uh, from the gym prep room, and Kira has reclaimed his prize uh, and is just walking out of the school. Bit again, kind of doing this internal thought of luck is always on my side. Uh, 
uh, and Shigechi catches up to him uh, and says, that's my sandwich bag, and there are reasons I know it's mine. Because earlier he released his stand, Harvest, out into the room to try and find his sandwich that had been lost when Kira had taken it. So there is like this little golden bug just like grabbed onto it, uh, and it pulls it away, and the back tears, and a human hand flops onto the ground. Yep, sure does. Uh-oh, Which Shigechi- jigs up. <laughs> yeah, Shigechi takes a while to like comprehend. It's just like, wait a minute, my sandwich wasn't a human hand. <laughs> I did not order the hand sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, yeah, so Kira, upon having this revealed, is just like, well, I guess I'm going to have to eliminate you now. And Shigechi sends his stand to attack him, like, basically grab him. And then Kira does this thing that only happens in anime. This is the. This is similar to the, uh, you know, the supervillain revealing his plan to the uh, protagonist with enough time for him to foil it. Kira basically goes on to explain a lot about himself. Like, he drinks occasionally, he doesn't smoke. He's always at home by 8 o'clock and always in bed by, uh, I think it's 9. He drinks a warm glass of milk after doing his stretches, and he sleeps like a baby. Yes, everything about him is very regimented. Mm. Yeah, and that's like a lot of the OCD stuff. In the context of, we were talking about him being a human villain, this makes zero sense. But it makes sense from the format of this being animated, because, like, there's no way that you could show that, like, Kira is actually doing these things and have the flow of an episode. So it kind of makes sense for him to be so assured that he's going to eliminate this threat that he's okay with just talking about you know, this is exactly where I work. I'm this many, I'm 33 years old. I'm a bachelor. (laughs) Like all that stuff, just so we can get an idea of like, you know, we get more about Kira, but also we get kind of, even though he's never seen another stand before, he's confident that he can just kill Shigechi. Yeah, I mean, and you're dealing with an animated medium. uh, So if the villain of a series didn't at least monologue a little, you might almost feel let down, because that's a trope. Especially and, in JoJo's. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, they've already set you up. If, you're, if you've already bought in to the point that you're on season four, <laughs> uh, you're ready for some villain monologue. Probably way too much vi- villain monologue, honestly. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Shigechi like, has his stand ready to attack, and oh my god, we get... Kira's stand. Dun, dun, what, do you, what do you think of the design of Kira's stand? Oh, I'm trying to remember. It, it's been a while since I watched this one, you guys. We, we were supposed to record this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, the fact that I can't says that it didn't It didn't drive me all, all that uh, wild. Like, whoa. Mm. Travis, you're, yes. you're breaking my heart right now. Okay. How do you not remember what Killer Queen looks like? I don't know. Um, Scotch reasons? <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that. I'll accept Scotch as being a thing. For me, at least, the reveal of Killer Queen is amazing. 
because it is almost my fa- pan- panel My favorite panel. part about it is that it is a reference to a Queen song. <laughs> we've talked about um, we've talked about all the JoJo's uh, references to uh, music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go full ham in uh, in part four, uh, so. It's not really spoilers because I'm just going to say names. Killer Queen's abilities include Sheer Heart Attack, also a Queen song, and Bite the Dust. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I'm... Travis, I just sent you an image that might hopefully, hopefully, kind of spark your memory a bit. Okay. I, I will take a look at this, sir. Oh, go. man. You know what? <laughs> that image is fantastic it's so good it almost reminds me of and most of the people that I, i'm gonna make this reference and only certain people are going to get this it makes me think of the skeleton that jacob lynch has hanging around with him <laughs> which uh y- some of you guys probably don't know, both of us used to podcast about Malifaux, mm-hmm. which is a miniatures game, yep. and I just made a reference to it that, suck it, anime nerds, you don't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some very specific, oh my god. Okay, so, sidebar, I'm not paid Malifaux in ages, but I really now just want to paint Jacob Lynch as Kira and like put cat ears on, on, uh, on the skeleton next to him. You could totally do it. Oh man! So yeah, we we get this. We get the lovely uh, reveal of Killer Queen, which is only slightly a reference to uh, the uh, album art of Bohemian Rhapsody. A little bit. <laughs> Again, Queen references. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I love Queen. Mm. And that's really where the episode ends. We don't have a fight this episode. We okay. just have. A character introducing the character, showing you everything about the character, and that's it. And honestly, of the four, my favorite. Yeah, I'm the- I'm super happy with that because of the four parts that we've seen in anime form, part four is absolutely my favorite. Yep, I uh, like this one the best, definitely, just because it had a whole different feel than any of the the, the first three seasons that we watched. They all felt very similar. It was all very shonen-y. Mm. Uh, this in a shonen anime, uh, they decided to take a break and do a different thing. And that's cool. Yeah. Which is so funny because the structure of the first two parts aren't as Monster of the Week as um, part three and part four. Um, part one and two are mostly kind of shonen training montages. Yeah. Um Part three and four are super Monster of the Week style, but of course, with it being Hirohiko Raki and stands, like everything is so weird and so unlike any other shonen. Part four is the first one to kind of have more of a story. Like, there is no journey. Um, uh, uh, why am I blanking on the word? There is no, like there a is no character ge- arc. No, there is no geographical journey. Oh, okay. There is just a character journey. Okay, so we have character arcs, but we don't have uh, the the globe spanning that that they tra- uh, traditionally seem to be doing in JoJo's. 
Yeah, yeah. All of part four takes place in the town of Moriocho. Which is not a huge town from what I gathered. I mean... No, no. Yeah. So, oh, there you go. Yep, absolutely my favorite of the four. Uh, If we're going to close out JoJo's month, this is the one that I'm happy we closed it with because... By the time we got to the third episode, man, I was I was feeling it. Mm. <laughs> it was wearing on me a little bit. I I can't I can't binge binge this. This this would not be a thing I could binge. I could do, yeah. do like six episodes. And I'd be like, okay, I need I need a break. I need a palate. It would have been so much worse had I made you watch a Jotaro episode for part three because Jotaro. I'm gonna say it right here and. Of the JoJo fans, which I assume there are not many listening to this podcast, because apparently our audience does not watch JoJo's, Jotaro is the worst JoJo in part three. Okay, he is the I, absolute I, fucking worst. I, I don't even know what that means. That's fine. I feel it's like when people debate which is their favorite doctor, and I'm like, my favorite doctor is the one I don't watch. My favorite <laughs> one is Hugh Laurie. Was that a real thing? Because I like Hugh Laurie. Yeah, he was Dr. House. Was that oh, what we were talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we offend the Doctor Who fans. Ha <laughs> ha! Suck it, Doctor Who fans. Suck John it hard. Sim was the best thing about all of your series. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can get behind that. My favorite Doctor was House. 10 out of 10, best Doctor. Uh, to pull it back to JoJo's and endings on Western music, we have Savage Garden, I Want You. And I fucking love this track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it It is a journey through classic rock to watch JoJo's. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a shame that, like, Prince copyright is such a thing. Because part five would definitely just end with a Prince song. But I'm, it, like, it won't happen. Maybe Hendrix. Like, there's Hendrix references in part five. Can we just have Jimi Hendrix? End part five. <laughs> there we go. A little all along the watchtower or some such thing. Yeah, yeah. So Perfect. that that kind of brings an end to the anime portion of JoJo's month. And I have several questions to ask of Travis. Uh, a few of which have been answered, which is brilliant. But I have a list of questions that I want to ask Travis, having watched what he has of JoJo's Adventure. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. There is a quiz. No, it's more like a questionnaire. Uh, Okay. So, first off, we already answered the first question. Would you watch this? Yeah, I'd watch it. Like I I said, I couldn't binge it all the way through, because that's a ridiculous number of episodes to begin with, and I think somewhere around the five or six mark, I'd need to take a break and do something else, just to... uh, Especially those early seasons, which seemed like it's going to be a lot of just standards shown in action. Uh, mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to break that up. But yeah, I'd, I'd watch this. I will definitely say that part one, uh, absolutely. I think that you'll need to break that up because it's not the best. Part two, I think, is deceptively brilliant. I mean, you watch the first episode; it seems very shonen, but there's so many different things about it. And part three is long. Like part three is like. Uh, thirty. I'm gonna say thirty six episodes or somewhere along that mark, and be totally wrong. But eh, <laughs> eh. Yeah. All right. So question one answered. Boom! I did it. Question two. 
Question two is answered. Your favorite part of what you watched would be part four. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, not even close with the other three slash the other one that I watched, which actually was also kind of interesting, but you guys aren't just uh, you guys aren't going to hear about it because we didn't do an episode on it. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to talk about Pearl Jam? <laughs> <laughs> I, I dislike that band. <laughs> oh come on man they have like two good songs <laughs> I, okay. even flow is pretty all right <laughs> nobody knows the words to that goddamn song because butterflies anyway welcome to wtf anime uh karaoke <laughs> okay the question that i can now have you answer did you have a favorite character did I have a favorite character? Um, actually, I think it'd be a toss-up on bad guys. Yes. Because Dio was fucking ridiculous and, like, the most over-the-top, I'm a bad guy, bad guy. But then we've got we've got episode four with this perfect serial killer that seems like a well-written character, not just, like, a over-the-top character. And I think that's why he's got to take it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, man, I, I am blanking on his name now, and that's probably pissing you off, because he's, like, your favorite thing. Yoshikage Kira. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so Yoshikage is going to be uh, the, the guy that I'm going to pick. Now for probably the most difficult question. I've made a lot of references to things that happen later in JoJo's. Uh-huh. Where do you think the series goes next after part four is over and everything is dealt with in Moriocho, this small town in Japan? Where do you think it goes next? Because of references and things you've said both on and off mic to me, I can honestly answer this by saying I don't fucking know. <laughs> because you've talked about time travel and like gravity negation as as things that are explored in the manga. So, uh, it could really go anywhere. I, I can't even make an educated or semi-educated guess. <laughs> that's awesome. I, that's my second favorite answer you could have given. My first favorite answer would be exactly correct. Like, just clairvoyance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not clairvoyant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, I guess this is this this <laughs> this is the part of the show where I just say, part five is set in two thousand and one Italy and is about the mafia. Okay, so apparently JoJo's is written like they've got a, a an idea board. Yep, and I, yep. I, I there I, is I, a dartboard with uh, yeah, places basically that they could be. if you ever watch a show where they break into the crazy person's house. And they've got that wall plastered with things. <laughs> that's what they have at the studio, and they just throw a dart, and that's the next thing. Yep. I mean, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay, I'm gonna start like geeking out, and I'm gonna do. Okay, so I, I love this trend that like shows up on uh, Twitter every so often. Like, just explain your favorite movies plot badly. Yes. Um. So basically, part five is. Mafia boss fights that don't work. <laughs> Part six is Orange is the New Black. <laughs> okay. Part seven, which is my favorite one, 
I know we need to win this horse race, but Jesus told me to kill the president. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't I don't even know what to do with that. I mean, you don't have to do anything. This is this is mainly just for me. This is me getting to throw references out because we're probably not going to talk about JoJo's for a while. Yeah, it's probably going to be a minute. So, um, does that close out your, your geeking out on JoJo's? I know I it's like con- one of your favorite things. Like I could continue, but yeah, let's I know. let's let's move on. Fair enough. Uh, if that's the case, and we're closing on out, I think it's time for business. Okay, sure. Like that's not the way the uh, episode works, but okay. That's not the way the episode works. How's that? Not the way the episode works. It's always next time first, and then we do business. Oh, okay. In that case, then. Unless we have a secret guest. Because... We do not have a secret guest that I'm aware of, unless you're about to spring something on me. Haha, <laughs> listening in this whole time has been... Behind the reveal curtain that I have in my reveal mansion. <laughs> <laughs> but now hit me with that thing you do. All right. Next time on WTF Anime. So, we have a very special episode next episode. Do we thirteen. We have a guest. We do. So excited. An absolutely fantastic human being who is guesting on our show. And that is Shannon Mayner. Emmy Award winning Shannon Mayner. Who is coming on to talk to us about Evangelion. Sure is, and she's a peach. It was Eon, awesome. Yeah. Wait, no, we haven't recorded it yet. Don't have it. We JoJo's time travel, bitch. Woo! <laughs> oh, Poochie reset the world. References. I've got to make more references. But yes, we have on the we have on next episode. Shadow Man are talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion episode nine. Um. Yeah, and it's. It's a hell of a thing. Uh, Evangelion is just a trip from beginning to end, and now we get to throw Travis into the middle of it. I did... what? There you go. <laughs> yeah. The, the main character's a bitch. <laughs> no, he... look, he's had a rough day, he just needs... like, someone should make sure that Shinji is eaten, because... come on. Like, seriously, he's had a rough day. Anyway... Let's do business. <laughs> All right, let's do business. Joe, if they want to talk to us at the show or email us, what do we do? Well, Travis does not look at the WTF anime Twitter because I've not given them the password, but we have a Twitter at WTF anime show, and that's where you can go to find out all the stuff about us releasing new episodes, and I'll always post like little things. And hey, you can recommend to us awesome shows that we might not otherwise cover unless you recommend them to us. I don't watch every single anime. So he tries, a- though. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously. Um, but if there's a show out there that you'd love for us to cover, mostly just to annoy Travis, hit us up at, at WTF Anime Show or email us WTF anime show at gmail.com and if you would like to speak to me personally i can always be reached at the joe hatfield and travis where can they find you you can find me on twitter at dice lover excellent and with that this is the end of march this is the end of jojo's month 
Happy birthday, Joe. I, I hope that the month of JoJo's was everything that you wanted. Eh, well, you know. We'll try you again could, harder. <laughs> like, you could have just said to me at the start of this episode, so JoJo's is great, and I've binged everything. And that would have been the perfect month for me. Um, I think what's going to be the perfect uh, end to this month for me is um, I'm going to make an announcement, and this is going to be up and coming, but I'm going to be on the 5th Draw podcast, hosted by Matt Hoadley, and if you haven't got enough of me talking about JoJo's, I'm going to be talking about the JoJo's manga, which is way more bonkers than anything I've shown Travis, so look forward to that. Fantastic. (laughs) I look forward to it. And also, Matt does an amazing podcast, 5th Draw Wild, at Fifthrow Wild. Uh, go listen to it. We have uh, WTF Anime, now alumni, because it's recorded. You guys haven't heard it yet. But Shannon Mayner talking about Sailor Moon, which is amazing. Alan talking about X-Men. And yeah, just a lot of awesome people talking about pop culture stuff. And that has been me pimping another podcast. Travis, is there anything you'd like to pimp before we finish this episode? Because this scotch has gone right through me and I need to go pee. All right, um, so I'll make it quick. There is one last thing that I want to cover, and that is to once again thank Shannon Maynard for not only coming on, but being the amazing artist that she is that has drawn our fantastic new logo. And I think it's so good that it needs to end up on a t-shirt. Guys, if you agree with me, let us know, because we're kind of shopping around for somewhere that can produce some t-shirts for us. That's it. That's all I got. Excellent. I have one last thing to say, and then we can say goodbye to everyone. Okay. Hi, Greg. Oh, yes, absolutely. Hey, Greg, uh, you wanted me to say hi to Joe? Joe's returning the thing? Hi, Greg. Okay. (laughs) My British perception of people called Greg are basically old Greg from the Mighty Boosh. Oh, okay. Actually, he's a he's a fan of the Mighty Boosh, so yeah, well, there you go. There you go, Greg. <laughs> You're cool in my book. You like me talking, and you like the Mighty Bush. Bush, 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 Bush. Scotch is a thing, and we're it recording is. another episode tonight. This is going to be fun. Anyway, that was the end of Jojo's month. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, goodbye for now. Bye. Wait, no, it's a JoJo's thing that had to be finished off with to be continued. Do 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 do